10, 12, 6th graders. How are you guys doing? Are you alive? Okay. That was strong. That felt good. I want to introduce myself to you guys if you don't know me. My name is Blake. I'm one of the student pastors here at Central Campus. I work with M12 and H12 doing small group stuff, so you may have seen me on a Wednesday night kind of running around behind the scenes doing stuff, but tonight I get the treat of actually getting to talk with you guys up here, so I want to start off by asking you this question, and it's a question that I pretty much already know the answer to, but are, are you guys enjoying your summer so far? Is it going good? I figured it was. I figured it was. Summer's a good time, and I don't know about you, but for me in middle school, no joke, my favorite thing about summer was not having school, and since I didn't have school, I would stay up as late as I wanted, right? You can stay up as late as you want, and, and, and maybe if your parents know, they don't. So it, let's, let me just ask you this. This is what I want to do. I want to see how late you guys have stayed up, kind of how crazy you get. So if you stayed up till 10 p.m. last night, just stand up. If you stayed up till 10 o'clock last night, stand up. All right, all right. Now... If you stayed up till 11 o'clock, keep standing. If you went to bed before 11, go ahead and sit down. All right. If you went to bed before midnight, sit down. You went to bed before midnight. Don't lie. Don't lie in church. Okay. If you went to bed before 1 o'clock in the morning, sit down. Okay. Really? Really? If you went to bed before 2 in the morning, sit down. I got I to gotta sit down now. I got to sit down. If you went to bed before 3 in the morning, have a seat. Before 3? If you went to bed before 4 in the morning, have a seat. If you went to bed before 5 in the morning, have a seat. Oh my gosh, there's still people up. Okay, so if you went to bed, let's just let's add a couple hours. If you went to bed before 7 o'clock in the morning, go ahead and sit down. So if you're still standing, that means you stayed up past 7 o'clock. That means you were up basically into the morning. Who, did anybody stay up all night? You just stayed up all night. You guys stayed up all night. All night. Oh, my gosh. Coffee. Yes, definitely. Okay, y'all can all sit down. Everybody sit down, sit down. Um, I'll just say this. If you stayed up like all night, you might just need to get yourself a Starbucks tonight so you don't just pass out at some point because that's absolutely crazy. But hey, one of my favorite parts about summer was definitely staying up that late. And as you guys know, this summer we're in our series, Camouflage. This is week two. Last week we, we talked about this idea that not everything is meant to be seen. Right? That's why you wear camouflage, is to, is to kind of be unseen. And we talked about some of the unseen things in our life. This week, we're actually going to talk about prayer. Prayer is one of those things. It's, it's not something that you see every day. You don't see people doing this every day. It's one of those unseen things in our lives. And I find prayer very interesting because prayer is this, is this way where we can actually communicate with God. And, and when you actually think about that, that we can talk to God, that we can hear his voice, we have access to him through prayer, it's incredible, right? I mean, it's, it's incredible. But also, whenever I think about prayer, I'm always always reminded of one of the worst things I've ever done in my life. I'm always reminded of one of the worst things I've ever done, and I actually did this thing when I was in seventh grade. Now, you guys got to know this about me. I have a younger brother. His name is Grant. He's six years younger than me. Does anybody in here have a younger brother or younger sister? You got a younger sibling? Okay. So you guys understand a little bit about this. You understand you got a younger sibling. If you're honest... You may not always be the nicest to him. 
You may do things to them sometimes that are a little mean. And, and I'll just confess, I did some things that weren't like that nice to my brother growing up. This particular time, though, I look back on it and I'm like, you know what? I probably took things too, too far. This is, this is what I did. So poor, my poor little brother. I'm in seventh grade. He's just a little guy. I, I thought it was a good idea to do this. And so I, I knew his bedtime every night. So what I did is about five minutes before his bedtime, I snuck into his room and I crawled up under his bed, right? He had his bed like on a little box thing. So I sneak up under his bed. I, get, I bury up like a little chicken nugget, like just trying to like get real small, like where no one can see me when they come in the room. And so I'm, I'm hiding under there. I'm balled up. And then I hear, you know, he comes into his room, little guy, you know, gets in bed. Mom, dad come in. They tuck him in. Okay, good night, buddy. You know, sleep tight. They tuck him in. Oh, he's so cute. Kiss him. Goodbye. And I'm just under the bed just the whole time, like, yes, I'm going to get him. You know what I mean? Just brewing like this is going to be incredible. And so they leave the room. I wait like a minute. After a minute, I'm just under his bed, and I just, I just go, boom, boom, and I just punch the mattress twice from underneath his bed. Boom, boom, punch the mattress. And as soon as I do that, you know, he feels it, and I hear, I hear him. He starts to rustle around. What? what? What's going on? He starts to move around and rustle around. And then so I, I give it a second. Boom, boom, punch it again. And then he's really getting upset, and he calls. He calls my mom. He's, mom, mom, come in. You know, he calls my mom in. My mom comes in the room, and he, mom, there's something under my bed. It's messing with me. And my mom, my mom's just like, Grant, I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to stay up later. You're trying to make something up so you don't have to go to bed. You need to cut it out right now and go to sleep. Like, that's what she just tells him, point blank. So I'm under the bed just like, yes, mom, good job. You know, like, thank you. And so she leaves. I wait about another minute, and then boom, boom. Boom, boom. I punched the bottom of the bed a few more times. Boom, 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 boom. And, you know, he's really start, you know, he's starting to get scared. I can feel him rustling around. And then for some reason, I thought it was a good idea, like really wanted to take it up a notch. So I kind of put my hands over my mouth and I start going, grit, grit. Like trying to, I don't know what I was, little, I was had like a little high Mickey Mouse voice. But I was trying to like, you know, like mess with him. And I'll never forget. This is when I knew like, I, this has gone too far because <laughs> in this moment, he, he just, he rustles around and he just goes, God, God. God, is that you? Like, I'm not kidding. And when I heard that, I just was like, oh, man, I'm a horrible person. Like, I still feel bad about it to this day. And he thought he was hearing God's voice when I was messing with him. And I, I just think about that every time when I think about prayer or when I think about, when I think about hearing God's voice, we all have different thoughts that come into our mind. For example, when you think about prayer, you, you may think about, you know, oh, yeah, prayer's, prayer's a great thing. I do it every day. You may think, you know, prayer, I'm not really sure about the whole prayer thing. Maybe you've prayed for some things and you asked God for some things and it, and it didn't happen or you didn't get what you wanted. And so you're just kind of like, I don't really know if this whole prayer thing works. Some of us in here may, may be on one end of it where we say, you know what, I've asked God for things, things that were really important to me, things that I really wanted. I really prayed and I really asked. And you know what, I, I didn't see any difference. Nothing happened. And so if you're honest, you may be here tonight and just be saying, you know, does prayer even work? Does this even work? And the thing is, the disciples, they asked that same question. They came to Jesus, actually, and they kind of said, Jesus, will you show us how this whole prayer thing works? Will you show us what prayer is all about? They literally came, they said, Jesus, will you teach us how to pray? That's what the disciples asked Jesus, will you teach us how to pray? And Jesus didn't say like, oh, no, sorry, you guys got to figure that on your own, you know, do, go, do your best. No, he actually said, yeah, Jesus says, okay, I'm going to teach you how to pray. And so that's where we're going to go tonight as we talk about prayer, this unseen kind of thing in prayer. That's where we're going to look tonight is in Matthew 6, where Jesus starts to teach us about prayer. 
Now, let me ask you, before we get into it, before we read into Matthew 6 and what's kind of known as the Lord's Prayer, let me ask, is there any athletes in the room? Any athletes? Any sports fans? You play, you play any sports? Okay. So if you've ever played sports, you may be familiar with this. You may have heard the Lord's Prayer before, like a game maybe. You got together with your team in a huddle. You prayed the Lord's Prayer. So it may sound somewhat familiar to you. You may have just heard it before in church or maybe in your house or maybe you've read it before in the Bible. But tonight we're going to look at this because this is the prayer. This is the prayer that Jesus gives us as almost like an example prayer of how we should pray. And he teaches us some pretty awesome things. So here, here's what we're going to do. We're going to start with the very first line. Jesus says, this then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven. We got to stop right on the first line. Our Father in heaven. Now, sometimes we can just run through that really quickly and say, yeah, our Father in heaven. We know that. But understand this. When Jesus is teaching us how to pray, and he's teaching us how to actually address God in prayer, how do we come before him? He says, our Father. Our Father. He's not saying God's not some, you know, mystical being who's way far away from us and disconnected and you can kind of pray to him, but, he, you know, he's just way out there. He's saying, no, when you come before God, you come before him as a father, as your dad, as a father who loves you, who's created you, who cares about you, who you can trust. And I know when we talk about fathers, you hear that word father or dad, it can bring up a whole lot of different memories or emotions about your own dad. I know for me in middle school, I'll be honest, I didn't have the greatest relationship with my dad. And I would say my dad, we were, you know, it was horrible, but my dad just did certain things to me that just embarrassed me. You know what I mean? Like your dad, anybody in here have an embarrassing dad? Like anybody besides me? Okay. A few of you in here have an embarrassing dad, so you can relate to this. Now, look, listen, I'm not going to say, I'm not going to come here and say my dad was horrible, but he just did some things that embarrassed me that I just, I couldn't stand. For example, I'm just going to give you this story. And if, if you can top this one, please come up to me and say, no, I got a more embarrassing story. Like, I'll, I'll just confess this. When I'm in, se I'm in seventh grade, my dad gives me some chores to do around the house. Okay, I know what I should do. I should go do my chores. But I looked out the window and I kind of saw, you know, you hear that noise out in your street. And you're like, look out what's going on through the blinds. And I saw there was two girls out and they were roller skating uh, kind of outside by my house. So I was like, okay, do I do chores or do I go try and talk to these girls? Of course, I'm going to talk to these girls. I'm a seventh grade boy. So I sneak out the back door of the house. I go around the side of the yard and I go out there. I start talking to the girls. Okay. And I'm, you know, I'm flirting a little bit. I'm talking. I think that I'm working my game, but like my voice is just cracking every other sentence. It's not, it's not really going well for me, but I think it is. And so, of course, my dad inside the house, he peeks out the blinds and he sees, you know, what's Blake doing out there? I, I told him he has chores to do and now he's out there talking with girls. What's going on? What's the deal? And so he realizes I haven't done my chores. I'm out there talking with the girls. I've obviously snuck out to do it. And I feel like what a normal dad would do in that situation would open the door. Hey, son, what are you doing? You're, you're talking with the girls. You haven't done your chores. Get inside right now. You're in trouble. You're doing them. You know what I mean? That, that's what I feel like a normal dad would do. He'd call you and he'd make you do the chores but not my dad, not my dad. I am not kidding you. My dad comes out the door. I just remember seeing the front door of our house swing open. My dad has got his guitar. He's got his little guitar strap on. He's got the whole deal. He's got his guitar with him. 
He's taken a baseball, he's taken his baseball cap, he's turned it sideways. Only a dad does that. No one really wears their hat. Only a dad does the baseball cap to the side, comes out with the baseball cap to the side, and he starts singing and performing this song that he's just making up on the spot about me having to come inside and do my chores, okay? And you gotta know, my dad, he's a little bit like Southern dude, so he's totally like making it a country. Blake, come in and unclog the toilet, you know, blah, blah, blah. He's doing his whole like little country twist on the song. Just imagine that as your dad. Just imagine you're, try, you're trying to talk with your friends or whoever, and your dad comes out and does that. I mean, oh, my gosh. I, to this day, I'm still scarred by that story of just the embarrassment in that moment. But here's what I know, guys. When we talk about God being a father, when we talk about God as our dad, we have different reactions all across the room. Some of you in here may say, I have a great relationship with my dad. Others of you in here may say, you know what, things, if I'm honest, aren't really great with my dad. Maybe some of you, you'd say, I, I haven't even seen my dad in a long time. Maybe you'd say, my dad's not even around. Maybe for some of you, you'd say, my dad is around, but I wish he wasn't. And maybe there's just a lot of tension in that area. Here's what you need to know. When we talk about God as a father, we talk about God as our dad. God isn't a reflection of our dad here on earth, but God is the perfection of our dad here on earth. You understand that God is our perfect father. He perfectly loves us. He perfectly cares for us, and he's worthy of our trust. He can be trusted. And that's the first thing Jesus wants us to know. When we pray, we can come to God with that relationship of being his child, and he's our father. The second line, as we keep reading, is hallowed be your name. Our father in heaven, hallowed be your name. That word hallowed, it means to be set apart. It means holy. So what he's saying here is that, is that God is one, he's our father, he's our dad, he's personal. We have that relationship with him where he cares about us, but also God is holy. That God is, he's, he's higher above everything else than we know. That he's big, he's huge, he's, he's so much bigger than any problem that we could bring to him. And, and you see, this is a name, when we pray to, when we pray to God, when we pray to our father, his, his name is above all other names. That's who we're praying to. And so I love how Jesus, before he really even teaches us about prayer, he's setting up. He's kind of like, first you got to know who you're talking to when we talk about prayer. you got to know who you're talking to. And so he says, it's, it's our Father, and he's holy. Then the next line, your kingdom come, your will be done. Your kingdom come. That's him talking to God, and he's saying, God, I, I want it to be about your kingdom. I want it to be about your will. Now, to me, when I hear that part of the prayer, I really have to stop. When I hear the part where it's saying, God, your kingdom come, your will be done, I just have to pause because I think about, if I'm honest, my prayer life in middle school, my prayer life in high school, and sometimes now my, my prayer life in middle school and high school, it, it just sounded so different than that. It was almost like I would just come before God, hey, hey God, um, yeah, you know, I just want to say thank you for all I have, God. Like, it's great that I have that all, and, you know, just thank you for keeping me alive. That's great. And, uh, you know, I just, just love what you're doing in my life. And, and now, God, I just want to tell you about some things that I really want you to do for me. So, so um, maybe, God, if you could just help me get an A on that test that I have coming up, please, God, even though I didn't study, and, and I, I just pray that you would just, you know, just give me the, you know, just guidance, guide my pen on the test to fill in the multiple choice answers, God, that I would just get them all right. And, God, would you just let me make that sports team, please, God? That's what I want to do. I want to make the sports team, even though I'm terrible uh, at baseball, I'm terrible at sport. I just want you to help me make a sports team. And God, would you, would you please just make this one girl like me, God? Oh God, 
If you could just make this one girl like me, like that, that would be amazing. If you could just give me a supernatural coating of Axe around my BO that could just cover everything and, and cover my stink and just, just, let a, just let a girl like me, God, like that would, be, that would be so amazing. If you could just do that for me. And when I look back at my prayers, I just think, man, it, so often when I would come to God in prayer, it would be all the things that I want, all the things that I want God to do for me. And I think what Jesus shows us, what Jesus shows us as, as, as we're reading this prayer, this example prayer that he's given us, given us what, he show, what he shows us is that prayer isn't about getting God to do our will. Prayer isn't about us trying to get God to do our will. But it's about us learning how to do God's will. It's about us learning about God's will, not, not coming with, to God and saying, okay, God, I got all this stuff I want you to do. I got all these things I need you to take care of. But it's actually God showing us what is his will and him working things in our own heart. Uh, I want to share a story with you guys that's, that's really, it's actually really personal to me and, and, it, and it involves prayer. And there was a time in my life when I, when I was in eighth grade and, and one of my favorite people to hang out with when I was in eighth grade was my dad's, or my mom's dad, my grandpa on my mom's side. He, we called him Grand, that was his name. And me and Grand, we kind of had like a little bond together because Grand and me are like kind of like the two like kind of like skinny, like tall, lanky guys in our family. So like growing up, I always kind of had a little bond with Grand over that. And we, we both loved like a lot of the same things. We watched some of the same shows that we thought were funny. We both loved watching the Falcons lose every Sunday. Like that's a great, that's a great pastime of ours that we just love getting to do together. And so me and Grand, we were just close growing up. Like, that's just how it was. I, I love talking. We talked on the phone and just had a close relationship with them. And I'll never forget, near the end of my eighth grade year, I got pulled out of class one day. And my mom was there, and she said, hey, we need to go to the hospital because Grand's in the hospital, and we need to go there right away. So I remember we got in the car, and we started driving to the hospital. And on the way there, my mom's telling me about how, you know, Grand's had a He's had a brain aneurysm, and it ruptured, and, and it sent him into a coma. And right now he's on life support, and they don't know when he comes off of life support if he's going to be able to come back and recover or not. And so, so I remember as a, as a kid in eighth grade just feeling the weight of that and thinking right as I heard it, just thinking, oh, my gosh, just going right to God and just praying and saying, God, please just heal my grandpa. Please just heal him. Like, th this would be horrible. Like, th it was not something that was expected at all. And just praying over and over and over the whole way down. And for days and days and days, just praying, God, will you heal my grandpa? God, will you heal him? God, will you heal him? And then about a week goes by, and I remember we, we had the news as, as we had to take him off of life support. And they gave us the news that he passed away. Just feeling like someone just hit me in the gut. Just, just feeling like, oh, my gosh. All this, my world came crashing down. And I remember going to God after that and just being so angry being so upset and saying, God, I, I prayed for this. I, I asked for this over and over and over again, and I wanted this to happen. And what, what happened? I mean, does, does prayer even work? That was, that was honestly what I was saying. I said, like, does prayer even work? I mean, if I'm not getting what I'm asking for, if I'm not getting what I want, like, does this even work? Does this even matter? And just feeling so angry towards God. And, and maybe that's where some of you are. Maybe some of you have, have asked for things or you've prayed about things, and things didn't work out the way you wanted them to. Maybe it was someone who was sick or, or, or someone who was hurt or something that you really just were, were asking God for and it didn't happen. And now you may just be in a spot saying, does prayer even work? I mean, what's the point? And, and as I kind of sat in that and I, 
I, I continued to just ask God, you know, what, what's going on? God started to show me in those moments and, and, and in the weeks after that, he just started to show me that, that maybe prayer isn't all about getting my will done. Maybe that's not the point of prayer. It's not all about getting what I want. But maybe it's for me to learn what God's will is and to start to be okay with that, to start to say, okay, God, what is your will? And then let me line my life up with that. Instead of, instead of coming to God and saying, God, here's my whole list, here's everything I need you to do for me, here's what I want. Instead, coming to him and saying, God, what do you want? What do you want from me? What is your will, God? And that's what true prayer is. It's a focus on God. Sometimes we think that prayer is meant to change everything around us. Like when we pray, God, you just gotta change all my circumstances. You gotta make everything right. You gotta change everything around me. And so many times, students, through prayer, God is wanting to change things in you. And when we truly pray, that should be our focus is, God, what is your will? And that's, I, I believe that's why Jesus starts this prayer with our Father in heaven. Hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, and your will be done. And so this is, this is what I'll give you guys this week. Wherever you're at on the prayer thing, wherever you're at, you may be saying, hey, I pray every day. I think it's great. You may be saying, I haven't prayed in so long. I don't even know what to do. Wherever you're at with that, this is my challenge for you guys this week. It's simple. But it can be so powerful if you commit to it. And that's just to recite every day, every morning, to pray the Lord's Prayer. The Lord's Prayer. This prayer that Jesus gives us as an example in Matthew 6. When he says, this then is how you should pray. And he lays it out. It's even longer than what we covered tonight. But my challenge to you is to make that your prayer this week. I'm going to be doing it, so I hope you guys will join in with me just every morning. Whether you stay up till 3 in the morning the night before or you go to bed at 10, when you get up that next morning, make that your prayer. Make the Lord's Prayer your prayer, the prayer that Jesus taught us to pray your prayer. And, and here's the thing, guys. That, that's not, it's not a magical prayer, and if you pray it, then things happen. It's not, you know, it's not some you know, mystical thing like that. But what it is, is a way of setting our hearts right before God and beginning every day with, with the true purpose of prayer, which is saying, God, my Father, what is your will, God? What is your will? And, and asking, saying, God, your will be done and your kingdom come. And when we start every day like that, when we begin with the true heart of prayer every morning, we'll start to see how God will work in it, and we start to begin to see the true power of prayer in our lives. So that's my challenge to you guys this week. I hope that you'll take that up. Maybe, maybe you need to look it up on your phone, write it down in your bulletin, get your Bible out, make it your home lock screen or whatever you need to do. Get that, prayer, get that prayer together and get that in your heart this week. Every morning, take a minute or two and do that and see how God will begin to work and maybe change the way that you think about prayer. So with that said, let me go ahead and pray over you guys tonight. So Father, God, we are grateful that we get to call you Father. God, we're grateful that you haven't left us here alone to figure out things like this on our own, but you've given us such incredible guidance that you've given us even an outline of a prayer, God, of, of, of what the purpose of prayer is. Father, we say this week that we, we want your will to be done. We want your kingdom to come in our lives. Maybe we would let go of some of our own desires, some of our own wants, and we would ask for the first time, God, what do you want? What do you desire? I pray, Father, as we take up this challenge this week to to pray that prayer, God, that you would begin to work in our hearts and maybe change the way that we think about prayer. Start to show us the true power in prayer, God, and the purpose that you have for it in our lives. Father, I thank you for these students here tonight.
Thank you for the opportunity we've had to worship you. It's in your name. Amen.